Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Jerry, you have to convince me not to buy this Boba Fett on the eBay right now. Can I make it for you? No, no, no. It's like one of like the, the blacks. Like it's actually wearable, painted. Like it's got electronics in it and stuff. How much is it? There's two kinds. There's the one that is like the re-armored uh, version, which is like the Boba Fett in in the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, so it's painted a little differently. It's, it looks dope. And then there's the original like premium uh, black series Boba Fett helmet that's like two fifty. The re-armored one is only like one hundred fifty bucks. But they're like super, super good quality. Like, why is the rearmored one cheaper? Uh, probably because it's brand. It's super. It just came out, and it looks like a lot of the like uh the like the the older one is a lot more like worn. So it's probably a lot more detailing. Pro- I would think it's just a lot more detailing process. Um, you should send me like, a link so that I don't buy it. <laughs> which I'll send you. I'll send you the eBay links right now. Yeah, they're they're absolutely sick. Um. Yeah, I've been looking at them the last couple of days and like I'm trying to like not not in, pick one up. In my experience, if you have looked at something multiple days in a row, it means you want it and you should get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like if you like if you get yeah, exactly. So, oh, that would be sick. Write it off your like, taxes. Say it's say it's a uh, air filtration for your work. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good idea. And write it off as a as a tool expense. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. All right. Think about it. Think about it. Um yeah, yeah, I'll uh, oh. Boba Fett shit is so dope. I fucking love that. I've, I've, I've been obsessed with this since I was a kid. Like, I, the, the new show is like, I've it's everything I could have wanted. It's something that like seven year old Pat was hoping and wishing he would see one day in his life, and to see it come to fruition has been so satisfying. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I've seen the first two episodes so far. Yes, yeah, the next one comes out Wednesday, I believe. Oh, yep. hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're here on a magic podcast, so we should talk about magic. Yeah, is that gonna be our intro? I like that. Let's I get, like that. What's going get. on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. Uh, My name is Patrick. Is it? It is. It is. This is what I sound like with COVID. How yeah, I sound. I gave Patrick COVID through the microphone. Jerry did not wear his mask when we last recorded, and I'm 100 putting it on Jerry. <laughs> dirty, dirty man. My my understanding of science that checks out. That checks out. I mean, the Earth is flat. I got COVID through the internet. Yeah, that's how I think that's how it goes. Yep. Yeah. No, I I, I downloaded COVID to your computer. That's what it was. So you know yeah. what happened was, like, should I tell the story about why I tested myself? Because this is Sunday was the first time I taken COVID test this entire pandemic. Yeah. I've not had to take one once. So here's what happened. Here's the story. Okay. So Saturday we get called into work um, for like a long, this, this long shift. We ended up working like a 14 hour day or whatever. The whole day, I, like even driving into work, I felt like sick, like, like physically ill. Like I wanted to throw up, but I also felt like I was really hungry. You ever have that moment where like you're somewhere in between nauseous and starving? Yeah. I had yes. that feeling basically like all day, nothing else. Just like felt like that all day. Very similar to, to like what my son Liam had a week and a half ago. I just assumed it was some kind of stomach bug. I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to work through it. I don't give a shit. I'm getting paid double time all day. I'm not missing work. So the next morning I wake up and I have like a little scratchy throat, little sniffles, 
and uh, I'm supposed to get my booster that day. So my wife's like, well, if we have a bunch of these rapid tests, why don't you just take one? I'm like, okay, f- it'll be fine. You have a bunch take- of them? I had to go yeah. to like, I had to go to like eight different CVSs looking for a goddamn rapid test. Dude, my listen, my wife works in healthcare and she hasn't gotten any through the hospital. Oh, I sh- I should but like anytime the, ta- anytime the town has had them, anytime she's able to find them on Amazon or pick them up in stores, she has picked them up. So we have, I probably have a dozen of them sitting down in my base, in my bathroom right now. Anyway, oh, I she's so on you're, saying, you're saying I didn't have to donate, you know, six pints of blood at that sketchy uh, underground. I, I don't think she would have test. given one to you, to be honest. <laughs> That's <laughs> what you're stockpiling them. OK, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so I, I I'm like, oh, this would be fun. So I like took the answer. Your wife is and... the problem. I just want to. Pay. <laughs> that's why there's, that's why there's listen, no tests available. Hey, listen, when this when this first broke like, two years ago, two years ago now, like I like was like Amber because we didn't know how serious it was going to be. So I was like, Amber. Go get all the kids meds, like all the kids medicines that they take stock up on them. Get like a year supply of all the stuff because like a lot of that stuff is manufactured elsewhere. So we're we're on the same page with that stuff. Anyway, I told you bullets and fucking beans is like all we had in the (laughs) all we had in the house. Um, But anyway, so I'm like, oh, this would be cool. Like I haven't taken a COVID test yet. I I had no no inkling that that's what I had because I'm like, this just feels like a normal like either a chest cold or just allergies, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I take the antigen test. It comes back positive, like super quick. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> My wife's like, she's like, I knew this was going to happen. We're going, we're going to Florida in a couple of weeks. Like, she's like, this is going to happen. Yada, yada. I'm like, relax. It's probably faulty. And like the whole time I'm like looking on it, I'm looking on Google, like, you know, what are the chances of being a false positive? Yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah, so I take those, a get I, those self-fulfilling Google responses for the. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I couldn't please find tell me. Please like, tell me what I already want to hear. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't find anything that 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 uh that allayed my 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 hopes, not fears, my hopes. So I we have such a, you know, uh, an embarrassment of riches with COVID tests. I just took a second one just to make sure. And that one also came back positive. So I'm like, God damn it. So. Anyway, I feel fine. Like I had a tiny bit of wheeziness yesterday, um, but like today I feel perfectly fine. Uh, so I get the week off of work, I guess. I get somewhat paid, so that's cool. And uh, and yeah, and I'm here recording a podcast to you, Jerry. Life's not fair, And I'm man. trying not to buy a Boba Fett helmet on eBay right now, basically. I'm looking <laughs> at him right now. You should buy me a Boba Fett helmet since you had such a light COVID test and I was bedridden for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and, like, I, and my beard is like still like nicely shaped up. You know, like the like still got like it doesn't look like it, but I got like the fresh cut right now. And Jerry just looked like a bag of dicks the whole time. So <laughs> my beard is like everywhere. <laughs> I Dude, almost actually, I almost completely shaved my beard while I was sick because it was just like so annoying. Like yeah. having a beard when you are sick and like having trouble breathing, they just you just want to rip it off your face. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, I I understand that. You know what? You just you need a good like a good beard trimmer where you can shape it up a little bit, Jerry, you know? So it's not just like a big bush. I have a good beard trimmer. This is trimmed. Okay. You need someone to teach you how to use a beard trimmer then (laughs) because you might have one, but you're not using it. right. Okay. (laughs) I'm growing it out. I'm growing it out because I'm going to get some seashells and I'm going to do like the Jack Sparrow, (laughs) just braid the seashells into my beard. And then I'm going to go to sea. Okay. (laughs) It's going to be this. That's a weird look, dude. Weird look. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So that's that's the story. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm, I feel like I'm on the upswing. So I'm hoping everything goes well. By the time this releases, I'll be out of quarantine, basically. So that's pretty cool. That's good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're healthy, and uh, you know, I took the brunt of the COVID for you. And you, know, you know what? It's all that physical labor that keeps me in good shape. You know. I see. Can I say? 
I see. <laughs> You're saying my esports have not prepared me. For you know what? This is another. This is another example in the in the the, uh, the litany of issues that we have here. Is, uh, the esports versus actual athletes. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. man, Bob Saget's dead. Can you believe that shit? I know. I saw that news. It was. Yeah. On my birthday, too. Bob Saget. Oh, yeah. You and my mom share the same birthday. I know. That's not the only thing we share. (laughs) 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 I got packed good with that one. (laughs) All right, Jerry. Take it away, bud. Enjoy the solo show. (laughs) Such a little show. I have the amazing Robert Wilson on the cast with me tonight. (laughs) Hey, guys. How you doing? What's Excellent. going on, Robert? Not much. Just uh, you know, getting ready for some sports ball after this. <laughs> oh, right. Those, yeah. Us real athletes watch. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Who's the Monday night game tonight? Oh, I, I don't know. I'll have to, some, uh, yeah, something about a national championship. I don't know. Monday night football is. Come on. How does it's, how it's, is it it's college football? It's the college national. national championship. It's oh, is that tonight? Alabama, Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. I see. I don't watch any like college sports. I never got into college teams like I never like my parents don't watch college football. I never like got into it. So I, I it just doesn't register for me at all. But that's awesome. I might actually check that out. All I know is I mean, roll tide doesn't exist roll tide. in the Northeast, though, right? I mean, well, we have like BC and you have UConn like UConn's huge for like women's basketball. Okay, you can thumb you can thumb you get a thumbs down women's basketball. Like, <laughs> no, I, you kind of I said there's no right? football. I said there's oh, no yeah. football. There's, there's oh, the, Har- yeah. the Harvard yeah, Yale yeah. game. The Harvard yeah. Yale game. We got <laughs> yeah, that. Cool. Who wants to see a bunch of nerds playing, dude? Like I, I, so I, love, college, I love cucumber finger sandwiches with my footballs. <laughs> so we played Framingham State played MIT, and that was like our ner- you know like that was like uh you know one of our captains like uh, did the. Who's the guy from Revenge of the Nerds? Who's like, you know, the the, the jock who's like, I hate nerds. You did that on the <laughs> sideline. Yeah, MIT boys are smart boys though. But uh, but yeah, we don't have uh, we don't really have big football up here. Like I said, BC is probably the biggest college football team that we have. I would think. But in, in Columbus, it's all Ohio State. Oh right, yeah, sixty five. Yep. Yeah, my buddy um who lives in uh outside of Cleveland lives in Parma. Um, I met him on my honeymoon back in 2010. He was a big Ohio State. He was a big Buckeyes fan. The, the reason why college football isn't big in New England is because we actually have things to do to occupy our time, whereas all of these, uh, you know, corn actually, corn states. Do, do you know what I actually think it is, though? Like, honestly, if I was going to guess, it's because New England loves sports, right? But we also have too many colleges. Like, there are colleges everywhere in New England, like everywhere. Massachusetts. We must have the most colleges like per per capita, right? In the country. I would I would like, take that bet that Ohio has more. You think so? More than no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could I could literally spit and be spitting on three different schools in Boston. Like Boston has the highest capita of, of college students. Like it significantly affects the population. I know Let's we're see. supposed to be talking so about like, magic, but we're looking this up. Yeah, we're looking this up. Who gives a shit? <laughs> so it looks like Vermont has them has more schools per capita. But that's well, that's because no like, one li- that's because no one lives. That's per capita. Like they are right. they are also more cows than people per capita in Vermont. So Texas, California, New York, Pennsylvania. Hold on, that's not even in order though. So Ohio has more students than Massachusetts. Ten 
10% of Massachusetts total population is college students. Wow. Really? One in one in 10 people who live in Massachusetts go to school in Massachusetts. Wait, is that like uh, have been to college or it are actually in college right now? No, like actually like in college. Wow. So the states with the most colleges. Let's see. This article was from no date. So it's definitely super reliable. Massachusetts has 174 schools combined state and private and Ohio has 308. Yeah, but Ohio's also Hold on, like wait a second. 20 times at, the size of Massachusetts. Hold on, I'm looking at something. I'm see, I'm looking at this which state has the most colleges? Texas has 299 total. Ohio has 111 total. Mass has 93 total. But that's public universities, private universities. That's not really what I wanted. Hold on. We got we got to find out. We got to find this we out. We need some now. solid numbers. We need some solid yeah. numbers. Justin, you can cut all this, but we're going to no, get an Justin, answer. you leave it in. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, what are they even talking about? What is worldatlas.com? Why is that the number one search? Why is that the number one result on Google? Like, what is that? Let's see the 10 most educated states in America. <laughs> 10 is Washington. And Vermont, New Hampshire, Connecticut, Virginia, Jersey, Maryland, Minnesota, Colorado, Massachusetts. Wow. 52.4% of the population has an associate degree or higher. That's pretty wild. But that's not what we're looking for. Well, I think we need to define what we're going to base it off of. <laughs> Worldatlas.com is the only one that I see. And it looks like um, it's... Texas has 299. I'm looking at univstats.com okay. for 2021 college statistics by state. Yep. The, the state with the most schools, public and private combined, is California. Okay. Followed by New York, Texas, Florida, Pennsylvania at five, and Ohio at six. Really? Massachusetts is number 10. Huh. That's wild. I, w- I would have thought that. See, some of the list I'm looking at has public universities and private universities combined, and Texas is number one at 299, and California's weight was pretty far behind at 225. Huh, so that's interesting. So I'm showing Massachusetts has 114 universities compared to Ohio's 137. However, Ohio is about 45,000 square miles, whereas Massachusetts is 10,000 square miles. So Ohio's Holy almost <laughs> Ohio's almost five times the size as Massachusetts, but it only has about 20 or what is it? 30 more colleges than Massachusetts does. Yeah. Hmm. Univstats.com disagrees with you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't care. That's deep state propaganda you're looking at. <laughs> I think the real lesson that we have to take from this is that the entire education economy is overbloated and a waste of resources. And there's way more colleges than we actually need. I mean, yeah, I think that's probably not entirely untrue. Like I'm working right now at Fitchburg state and they have entire, like they they have an entire dorm that is unoccupied right now. Like not, not like a wing or a floor, an entire dorm building, multiple floors, completely unoccupied from top to bottom. Yeah. Crazy, right? I mean, can, can you imagine most businesses where you can, you know, charge your clients uh, $55,000 a year, every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as, give them, as, as Robert points to multiple degrees in the wall behind it, like, and give them and give them a piece of paper as their only tangible reward for said yeah. uh, payments. 
<laughs> well, especially now when like it's it's just seems like degrees are just so like my I don't even know where mine is. Mine is in a box somewhere, but I don't know. They just seem more less and less valuable now than they were. At least certainly when I went to high school, it was like go to co- college, get a degree. That is the path to make like to have a good career. And it just that was a just, lie. <laughs> Well, I think I think at the time it wasn't a lie. It wasn't a lie to the people who were telling us that because that's how they got to where they were. But I think that in retrospect, like like the the economy of of work changed, you know, but well, the supply of college graduates went up while the demand for said college graduates stagnated or even Mm. decreased. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we should be teaching our kids Bush survival craft. Get them all out back in the woods. <laughs> Finally, we get to the doomsday prepper portion of the podcast. <laughs> Didn't take long. Didn't take On today's long. segment of Leaving a Legacy, we'll be learning how to tie a horseshoe crab knot and store your food for eight years underground. <laughs> I want to know what a horseshoe crab knot looks like. <laughs> well, pay attention to this week's episode to find out, Pat. <laughs> also probably describing how to tie knots via podcast is probably the worst way to learn the best to way to do it what you mean <laughs> the best way knots. <laughs> oh man should should we talk about some uh, magic this week because uh, yeah yeah let's go for it, man mr wilson it. you have an event coming up this month right so if people aren't familiar with me i run buffalo chicken dip legacy which uh is a legacy tournament series I started uh, in Columbus, Ohio. And I think what really makes this unique is from the beginning, we've been fully supportive of proxies and, uh, you know, allowed anyone, as long as it's not Sharpie on a basic land, you know, I it, kind of the guidelines I set out was have the card in full, full text printed out, like have at it, play what you want, play, you know, craziest brew play you know throw four tabernacles in your deck if that's what makes you feel good so i think it's you know kind of a really important part of the future of the format to to normalize proxies and i think we're really from from what i've seen the first to to do it on kind of a bigger scale so it reminds me, is it unlimited proxies or just uh, 10 yeah, proxies, unlimited. unlimited proxies? Nice. Yeah. So some people, it's interesting. Some people will proxy cards they don't have. Some people will proxy up an entire deck because hmm. they're typically modern players or they just hmm. want to brew. Some people just don't even want to bring out their expensive cards anymore. Like they have full, yeah. full decks, mm-hmm. but just are like uncomfortable. So we've really seen the whole gambit or, or some people are just like, well, I've got like Delver. I don't want to play Delver. I'll proxy up lands. Cause I think it's, it's good. And, you know, it, it allows them to, to switch easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could be like Pat where you have cards and you're going to play that same deck, but um, you want to bring your proxied anime waifu alternate art version of, uh, of blue red Delver. And that's, that's what Pat <laughs> likes to sleeve up. Yes, definitely. If there's anything I'm really drawn to, it's anime for sure. <laughs> right up my alley. <laughs> you can proxy up all the way for you want, man. We got you. Um, so let me, can I ask you a question when it comes to proxies, what is your, um, so I've only been to one, uh, let me preface this with saying I've only been to one um, magic event where proxies were allowed. 
it was at this small store. It might've even been for just standard, like a standard FNM. And I had like slips of paper in my, the cards that were proxy, but they actually just wanted you to write on like a basic land card. Like, how do you, how do you like uh, police that? Like, do you allow people to like print off like fronts and put them in the cards? Do you want them like written on the back of cards? Do people print up like actual, like print, like high quality proxies, like Jerry Wood and then sell them off as like actual cards. Like how do they, how do they do that? So most of the people will print off uh, and just throw slips of paper in there. You yeah. know, we're not, bootlegging like jerry yeah but actually <laughs> <laughs> jerry this underground proxy ring yeah Jer- jerry completely missed the, the dig i took it <laughs> i heard it people i let it slide people about to come at you hard jerry for not immediately refuting that i'm uh i'm waiting for uh i i was really disappointed for christmas i posted my meme where i uh uh, punched holes into a bunch of reserve list cards and hung them up as ornaments on my. Oh Christmas yeah, tree. that was that was hilarious. <laughs> and it like completely like whiffed. Like no one, no one thought it was funny. Or <laughs> like, you've seen that one before, Jerry? Like one, yeah, one guy was like, "Did you check the prices first? And like, oh <laughs> yeah, I think the the pa- the page has gotten like a little too big to where some people don't know who we, who we are. They're like, oh, <laughs> who are these morons? <laughs> like no we're just we're just joking around guys we don't take things that seriously but yeah yeah i mean so that's typically slips of paper are what we've done and i've kind of like i've come up with a a long-term solution Mm -hmm. so friend of the cast uh friend of bcdl and just all around great guy joe dyer helped me take some art that I had made for the last BCDL was a, a Buffalo chicken dip themed brainstorm. Mm-hmm. And I usually give away a promo or something, you know, like a stamped card, kind of like old school does at, at each of them. And I had this art commissioned by Adriano who does all the art for MTG goldfish. And I took that art and made proxies with Joe's help. And then, um, used make playing cards to basically make proxies as kind of a, a test run for something I'm working on in the future and gave that out. And, you know, like I've got a scale to, to kind of detect fakes and whatever. So, mm-hmm. and, and the weight is actually very close to a regular magic card. The size is close. So, uh, I mean, that's a little further down the road, but, you know, I found the paper, in the sleeve is good enough. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're coming out to cheat, right? We're probably going to catch you. Someone's yeah, probably going to yeah. catch you. I mean, right now I'm capping the events at, at 64 players, just kind of with COVID and stuff. But um, you know, my plan in the future is to do a proxy open. You know, kind really? of something like yeah, like Legacy Pit Open did, and you know, 100 or 200 some players and and a lot of proxies and they have to kind of come up with a, a standardized way to do it. Yeah. Just kind of for the integrity of it. Cause once you start getting, getting bigger and maybe there's cash on the line, things change. Yeah. So uh, for now slips of paper are, are good enough, but you know, we're kind of working on it. Um, we, we do have uh, an L2 judge at all of them so it's not it's not just me like running it and and playing in it and just kind of winging it all so we have someone to kind of who's experienced that that knows what to look for in, mm-hmm. in typical cheats so I, I think that 
really gives us a, a sense of legitimacy, you know, for, for us using proxies. I mean, we, we tell them at the beginning, okay, we're running this as if it were comp REL, just we've removed the reserve list barrier. You can use proxies. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the way we approach it. Nice. So my idea with it, cause you're right. I mean, when you start adding serious prize pools, that's the, you know, the incentive to cheat gets a little high for people. And when you allow proxies that opens you up to a lot of different cheats with like stacking decks and marked cards and whatnot. So I've always thought the best way to handle that is have all the proxies uh, be supplied by the store. And like the store sells the proxies for like a dollar a proxy. And that way people can, you know, Hey, here's 10 bucks. Give me, you know, a play set of underground seas and a play set of, uh, force of wills that way the store gets a little bit of income that they can then you know throw back into the prize pool to increase the prize pool it's a lot cheaper so people can get the cards that they want and then also because the store is supplying the proxies uh that would standardize the proxies and make it a much you know more enjoyable play experience so you're not doing the whole you know playing against sharpies on basic lands type Mm -hmm. deal and that's that's basically exactly what i did yeah so getting getting those to like standardize. Um, yeah, that's card to sweep. <laughs> that's the, the biggest downside is like as the store then has to have like, all right, what are all the cars that people actually want to proxy? And what happens if someone wants to proxy a car that the store doesn't have? Right. Yeah, I think kind of what and I, I suppose this would be interesting to get some Twitter and Reddit hate on me for. Like my what i was kind of planning to do was have essentially a proxy library you i don't want to be selling proxies because that you kind of really start to yeah you start trying the legal line with wizards yeah you could run into some problems so what i was going to look at doing was actually renting them to people you know Mm -hmm. you tell me what cards you want you know, you give me a 20 and I give you the cards back and when, or I give you the cards. When you give them back, you get your 20 back. And think kind of what, where I'm leaning is here's a, a certain list of cards that are allowed to be proxied that you get from us. And it will be the, the expensive reserve list staples. It won't be everything. It won't be, you know, like lightning bolts or flooded strands, but it'll be your tabernacles, your, um, probably force of will and up, you know, won't be your ancient tombs since it's not a reserveless, but you're like expensive reserveless cards. Mox mm-hmm. diamonds. Yes. Fetch lands. No force of will probably just because of being a hundred dollars. Uh, sir, but- I would like my guardian beast proxies and my <laughs> singing tree proxies, please. <laughs> No, we can maybe we'll do a, a special request if you want to get that spicy, we'll accommodate you. <laughs> send but, it in. Send it in early. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, just to uh, get a large amount of what we can of, of like the commonly used stuff, and it's it's some Excel math to do, but that's that's easy enough to kind of <laughs> and, and knowing what uh, people need. I think you know when people sign up for this when I eventually run this, like, Hey, what cards do you anticipate needing to proxy? And here's the list you can choose from. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of my preliminary plan. So if you have great ideas, shoot them to me on Twitter at BCD legacy or personally at Robert underscore H 
underscore Wilson. Uh, if you want to send hate mail about proxies and you're a MTG finance guru, direct that to Jerry. Yes, yep, absolutely. Yep. Jerry loves to send, hear about that. Send it to my Twitter <laughs> that I haven't logged into onto in you know, <laughs> two or three years. <laughs> hey, Robert, I wanted to ask you when you do the I know before you've done like the Buffalo chicken dip and I, I know we've talked about it. Have you guys do you guys do like also like is the is there like a contest as to who makes the bu- best Buffalo chicken dip when you do these events or is that going to be in the works? I think that would be dope too. Like a chili cook off um, with his Buffalo chicken dip. <laughs> no, usually I'm the only one that makes it. Okay. And like mine is the best. I know you've talked about yours. I, I don't Listen, I love to, mine, you know, but it's not, it's nothing like shame you. It's, 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 it's literally like the most plain Jane recipe. So if you have some good tips, I'm, I'm all about it. You got to come. You got to come for the secret recipe. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. It's great. It, it actually is is really good. <laughs> I think anyone that's been will, will attest to it. Okay. I'm going to hire celebrity chef uh, Guy Fieri, the uh, greatest. <laughs> okay. Out of all the celebrity chefs. Oh, out of all the celebrity chefs actually, who are making buffalo chicken dip. Actually, you know what? Guy you know Fieri what? probably makes the yeah. most bomb buffalo chicken dip of all the celebrities. Like, do you want Gordon Ramsay's buffalo no, chicken dip? You're right. No, because no, Gordon, Gordon Ramsay is going to bring like a deconstructed buffalo chicken dip. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> yeah. You're right. No, no, you're right. You're right. I, I was a little skeptical. But like on a quick review, Gordon, uh, or Guy, Guy Fieri is probably the guy you want. He's, he's the guy you want for Buffalo Chicken Dip. Yeah, he looks like a guy who loves Buffalo Chicken Dip. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to bring him in for the next uh, Buffalo Chicken Dip tournament and have, <laughs> have, a, have a nice Buffalo Chicken Dip uh, so, cook off. I'm not going to lie. I actually bought the stuff to make it on Sunday and like I, I didn't. So I might make some tonight right after the cast and eat that because <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. I, I, mine, I feel I'm going to come at it with a fresh take. I'm not a really big fan of Buffalo sauce. So I would come in with a sriracha chicken dip and just give it a, give it a nice little twist there. You know, uh, keep this. Keep we've had people ask. So men, if you, you know, I know you guys know men, mm-hmm. he has talked about wanting to make a vegetarian version. Okay. So, I told him, yeah, sure. Have, have at it. Sure. Maybe yeah. he'll maybe he'll hear this. Maybe he won't. Someone will tell him. Someone will tell him I said that. So <laughs> you could probably do like um, what's that fake stuff they use? Not tofu. There's like another thing that they use. That, Imp- that impossible burger. Plant based chicken. Yeah. They, no, no. Well, KFC oh. KFC announced that they're coming out with impossible meat chicken, like fried chicken. So oh. it's out there. Yeah, I'm not opposed. We're we're a pretty community driven. we're not taking ourselves very seriously with with a a giant chicken as our trophy so (laughs) (laughs) you should have you should have a buffalo chicken dip contest uh where the winner of the contest gets buys in the tournament like before the tournament starts everyone everyone samples the buffalo chicken dip and then if you win best oh buffalo chicken, God, you, get, awesome. you get double buys. <laughs> the, all right. He's showing us the chicken trophy. That is, that is sick. That is sick. That is an amazing trophy. <laughs> and, we, and we put everyone oh, that wins that's... gets their name on it. Oh, I love yep. it. Oh, and the deck too. That's very is that cool. is that chicken topper new though? I feel you guys had a different topper last time you were on. No, no, it's the same one. Is it? Okay. Yeah. And we've got spots. Right. I, I Eventually, I'm hoping this thing ends up like the Stanley Cup. Yeah, you gotta, gotta keep adding levels. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm at some point going to put the chicken in a bowl so I can okay. drink out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It could be in a nest. That would that'd be, that'd be something that would make sense for a chicken to be in. Right. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that nice. a lot. Nice. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think the meta is going to be at uh, your? So uh, did we even talk about when the date is? You should run through those details. Yeah, for our the, listeners. the date. So yeah, just a quick, quick plug. Uh, BCDL seven is happening Saturday, January 29th. Uh, we start a little later because, mm-hmm. you know, some of us have kids. <laughs> so True. check-in starts at noon and first round pairings. Oh, wow. One. Okay. Yeah. Yo, that is my yeah, type of tournament. It's actually really nice. That is my yeah, type of tournament. Full drive. Yeah. You know, we get people coming from like three or four hours away regularly mm-hmm. and it lets them get up at a real hour. Like, we ain't 19 anymore driving to SCGs at five in the morning. Like, right. That ain't happening. So, uh, you know, people get up at a, a reasonable hour and we're having it at comic town in Columbus, Ohio. I've we'll heard be streaming that it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a great shop. They used yeah. to do the, uh, SCG regionals in Columbus. Okay. So it's a huge space. Yeah. So we cap it at 64, just kind of between COVID, but, They've had two hundred some person events there. It's nice. It's a very large shop. We're 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 pretty fortunate that uh, we've been able to have them there. We've also started partnering with Titan Games in, in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So they've we're kind of uh, trying to maybe develop some type of, of series or, or kind of ongoing thing for for the community in the mm-hmm. you know Ohio and Pittsburgh area. So. You know, come out and join us. We're going to be streaming again. We streamed the last one. We're going to stream this one. It's twitch.tv slash Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy. Uh, we're going to have Min of Min Max blog and Nate Snyder back to commentate. Nice. Yeah. You know, nice. Maybe Got maybe it. I'll join in at some point once I scrub out into the, uh, <laughs> the O2 oh, you sandwich bracket. In your own event? That's cool. That, I don't I like Pat, that. see, Pat, we're doing it wrong. Like, we really are. The next one to be open, we're playing in it. We're too- I think we should submit skip your, the submit streaming and just start playing in them. Submit your applications to be the, the host of the stream of the next LAL Open. Like, we should just set up a bunch of, like, remote cameras, like, uh, almost like security cams. People can like people can like switch through and watch the stream that way. I like no commentary. No, no, no. We we have Zach just providing David Attenborough style commentary with just like <laughs> hidden cameras all over the store. Yeah, here we yeah. have. I mean, GP, we do. They did. They did that. We can just follow Pat. Yeah, and then someone else for the rest. Yeah, yeah after, yeah, after yeah. round two, after the first three rounds, when <laughs> he comes out and goes gets a sandwich, and then he can follow someone good after. Now nah, we actually keep following Pat, like we follow him to the deli. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we see his choices. <laughs> he's he's stacking up his sandwich. Ooh, bad choice. He first picked roast beef in the draft. Bad choice. That mm. that locks him into a roast beef sub. You can't go roast beef right off the bat. Uh, and he went with sun chips. <laughs> The legacy meta may be a little stale, but the deli meta, the deli meta is on point. <laughs> oh, I like that a lot. I like that. Uh, yeah, maybe that's what we'll do for the next le- leaving legacy open. Yeah, I mean, we. I started this because I wanted events to play in. So uh, that's true. That's what we're doing wrong, Pat. That's what we're doing wrong. We started events. Yeah, that you we guys have to Michelle in. to run it for you. You guys are completely doing it wrong. Yeah, you're right. We're 100 right. You're 100 right. Uh, yeah. So wh- how many? How many people do you expect for your event? Oh, you said you have a cap at 64. 
Yeah, we cap at 64. Okay. The one we ran, let me, let me consult the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one we ran in November. Yep. We had 54 players. Okay. Yeah, and that was that was Eternal Weekend. Oh, okay. So we were the only paper Eternal Weekend event in the world. No shit. It's true. That's pretty sick. Not sanctioned. Your your boy Gavin. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of, it's, it's great we're having Gavin, Black we're having Gavin on next week. <laughs> we're having Gavin oh, on next week. Yeah. <laughs> Not after a good, years good this year. Yeah. <laughs> cozying up with uh, proxy sympathizers. Listen, <laughs> test players. Your proxy test players. You guys play are test. test pl- your your yeah. play test guards. You're play testing for the next big legacy event. <laughs> right. 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 But, yeah, with the uh, first place winner of of this event this month coming up will receive a guy's cradle. Uh, oh, second wow. gets a Badlands. Third, third and fourth get a plateau, and fifth or eight get a Force of Will. And if we hit cap, uh, I'm going to take that money and prize out from ninth to sixteenth. So that's awesome. I, I mean, yeah, I pretty much try to put everything back into it. Yep. You know, like. We're not making money here. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, shout out to again to Titan Games and, and John for for cutting us a, a great, fantastic deal on on a guy's cradle to to prize out. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's other because it is rough. Because I remember back in the day, you know, we used to go to dual land tournaments where it's like first place was a play set of underground seas. Second place was a play set of volcanic islands. Third place was a place of tropicals, like going down the list. And now if you think about it, it's like, if you had that event today, that would be like an insanely high prizing event. Like yeah, stores yeah. just could not afford to do that. That would be like what a 20 K some, somewhere around there. I mean, four underground sea is going to cost you what three, four dollars a piece. Right. At least. It, it it just right. gets it gets real i think it's way more than that yeah well, i was like just thinking if you're buying five to six hundred yeah. yeah but it, it's even like the the cheapo dual lands have come way up in mm. price too like mm-hmm. i saw like scrub lands were like 250 <laughs> like I, re- <laughs> I remember when like people would ask for 50 dollars for a scrub land and you'd laugh in their face right yeah that's wild um, but yeah, so it, it is, it is tough having, you know, prize events that aren't cash. And I think that's why basically for the last five or six years, pretty much every event, every major event has been cash in, mm-hmm. in the legacy scene. Like we really seen a dearth of, uh, of like win a, win a card style legacy tournaments of, of substance of, you know, feel like you're actually getting something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that kind of, like I'll survey people that come because like I said, we're a pretty community uh, driven thing. And like, Hey, would you like, if we did more cash prices, do you like that we do these high end staples? And it was actually surprising that overwhelmingly people wanted the cards yep. nice. in, instead of cash. Yeah. So, you know, happy to, to keep doing that. And, you know, we're uh, just by the numbers. It looks like we have the largest tournament organizer and, in Ohio, which is wow, kind of messed up considering we started this out of my house. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's really I mean, we talked about this five, six years ago on the gas that the future of legacy was in the grassroots, you know, tournament organizers, legacy pit, Buffalo Chicken Dip, uh Jer- Jeremy out of Missouri, like that that's where the future of legacy really lies, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think you know, kind of circling back to proxies or why it's so important uh you know, we just talked about how insane prices are and 
what they used to be. I think at some point, if we're not already there, a lot of people are going to be priced out. Mm. And I think that's kind of the initial hurdle I've gotten in, in trying to kind of build our, our legacy scene and, and BCDL was like, well, I can't afford these cards. I can't play like, no, 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 no. Proxy them. Proxy right. them. anything you right. want. No, we're not limiting it. Just whatever, whatever you need, just come out and play, give mm-hmm. it a shot. And again, to you'll love it. And that's, you know, between that and just kind of, it's, it's like getting together with your friends and having some, having some food and, hanging out like we've been very fortunate we have a great mix of people uh that come to our events that are just really chill and are happy and excited to play legacy and you know we we've gotten some grinders uh we're starting to get more of them but they're all really cool and they have a great time and i think people are just excited to play legacy and and that's really what our success has been built on i mean we're not i'm not doing anything special here i mean I, i think anyone could kind of do this locally. And if anyone is interested, reach out to me. I'll tell you exactly what I did. I'll, I'll, I'll help you launch it and get started. I'll even give you my financial numbers. Yep. So you can kind of see like how I budgeted for things, like whatever you need to, to kind of grow your legacy scene, you know, hit me up and, and we'll see what we can do. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's the way to do it. So yeah, I, I really hope more, uh, legacy grassroots tournament scene started to kick off which it does like it feels like it i know arizona's uh legacy scene's been really tearing it up as well um you know you still have channel fireball and star city games putting on legacy events but i mean as as we come out of COVID, it's definitely going to be the player run events that i think are going to take the take the cake for is at least for enjoyment wise you know yeah. tournaments that yeah. i want to go to well, I think like the next thing we see is like like SCG is getting back into running events and they have some legacy stuff going on. But like, I'm more excited for like the events that are run by my friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those are the ones that kind of like are cooler to me. Like like going to an SCG like legacy event is probably something I would still do. But like, who am I gonna like say hi to? Who's the organizer? Star City Games is like some nameless like company to me. Or I could go to like robert's like event in ohio or travis's event in maryland you know what i mean jeremy's event in missouri like that's kind of cooler to me you know yeah but awesome buffalo chicken dip is the 28th of january so 29th saturday 29th. 29th so everyone should get there the 28th and camp out the night before for the 12 p.m start so you can yeah, get- if you come if you come in the 28th you know we'll, we'll go grab dinner <laughs> you can come to the uh the buffalo chicken sweatshop and see me make dip. I I make so much of it now. I have to use a KitchenAid. Okay. <laughs> to tear, the, to tear like, the chicken. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen like 120 pounds of dip. 120 pounds? Or 20, $20 worth. $120. Oh, okay. Okay. Which okay. is like, <laughs> that's pretty close to 120 pounds. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's probably close. Probably close. That's pretty impressive. But, yeah. It's, uh, my life changed when I realized using a kitchen aim was the way to go instead. Cause like if I'm making like one batch, like it's easy enough to stir like once. Sure. When you're doing it repeatedly, dude, that shit takes forever. Oh, KitchenAid, yeah. man. Yes. Way to go. Yes, for sure. I agree. 
uh, whenever I have to like if I use like a whole roast like a roasted chicken and I start to to part it up, I'll throw like you know I'll, when I break up the chicken, I'll just put it in the in the uh, KitchenAid to break it down a little bit, so I don't have to like shred it by hand. That is a nice little trick too. Big recommend for that. Did you guys see the uh, the hot news and the magic today? Well, there's uh, hot news today. The, the Missouri event is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. I'm talking about a uh, popper. Oh no! What what's going on in the world of popper? So it's going somewhere. So your boy Gavin put out a video announcing the popper format panel. Yeah, popper format panel. Okay, and it's basically him and six other um, people that are very invested in the popper format as an advisory group to Watsy like regarding changes or um, kind of a way for the community to organize the format and kind of give their input on potential changes, you know, BNR related things mm-hmm. to Watsy. I mean, Watsy and, and Gavin uh, have the ultimate decision-making, but um, you know, these six people kind of, convene with Gavin like hey these were our thoughts this is why mm-hmm. and they you know Watsy will consider it and may or may not make a, a change but you know this is something that has been brought up you know in the past for legacy vintage and, and the eternal formats yeah is, is it, it something like, we could see isn't that what they have for commander now too they've got the rule they've got the advisory group and they've got the rules committee they're like two separate entities gotcha but, yep. yeah yeah that's interesting that Wasi is beginning to outsource their labor. Like that's of, what I'm wondering, like overseeing they, these 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 formats to unpaid fans of the formats. Well, you said it was Gavin. Who else is on the committee? Is it all Watsi employees? No, it's it's six other notable community popper members. Um, I don't have a list in front of me, and I don't want to, you know, yeah. misquote them. But there were a couple I had seen. And some I didn't know, and they were kind of from all areas of, of the world. And some were streamers, some were uh, writers. I, I think kind of from the the intros and what I know of, the, the very little I know of the people that they chose, I think they did a, a fantastic job of of choosing them. And people that are very invested and and are, are very seem you know from my cursory understanding very level headed. In their approach to the format so i so you're saying I, like, I would never get on the committee is what you're trying to say oh, we are not giving you any power <laughs> <laughs> interesting yeah so i'm looking at i'm looking at the announcement right now they have a panel of people from uh a few different countries on here uh i guess all yeah gavin and then a bunch of notable i suppose uh pauper aficionados it's interesting, but they don't have any like real say over the format. They're just they just they would recommend things to Watsi. That the, that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. That's hmm. from from Gavin's intro video, kind of yeah. explaining. I, and I think that's a great approach. I think um, you know when you look at something like this, are you uh, the first thing that comes to mind is, are, are people's implicit biases? Like obviously they'll have some influence on their decisions, but you'd be like, well. I hate death and taxes, so we're just banning Thalia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just banning Thalia into the ground. It's it's interesting. I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna watch that closely to see how that turns out for Popper because yeah, you're right. People have 
suggested it for legacy a long time. And I think what's really held, held it back is I don't think anyone could really agree on an actual committee for legacy just because <laughs> legacy has some pretty polarizing ideas. And you have like uh, a bunch of people who want brainstorm to be banned and other people who think brainstorm should be on every deck ever made in legacy. So right. <laughs> I don't, I don't think you could get much consensus with a legacy committee like that. Yeah. And I think they, they took a, have taken a good approach that, Hey, basically what they're doing is outsourcing the R and D work of monitoring the format and gathering the data. It's crazy how corporations keep doing that. <laughs> it seems yeah, to be a really right? effective business model. <laughs> and, and you know what? You're, you're welcome. We'll let you do this. Right. Yeah. It's like, we'll put your name out there. You, we'll pay you in notoriety. And yeah. It's, it's literally yeah, here's yeah, some, it's here's exposure. exposure. <laughs> That's like with uh Reddit, like Reddit entirely exists oh. off of like thousands of unpaid free labor from moderators. And now they're going yeah. public and now a bunch of moderators are talking about doing a strike of Reddit and like shutting down all the Reddit pages. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what moderators actually do because it shouldn't Reddit technically be self-moderating. It Isn't should that the be the whole point. You would think like with the upvote system and downvote system, you should be able to essentially your community monitors itself. I don't know. Reddit is garbage, though. It's it's the garbage dump of the Internet. And I stand Reddit? by that statement. Oh, yeah. see, I like I, I love Reddit. For, like, I love the anti-work subreddit. It is my favorite subreddit page for 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 a, a little a little while now. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. I was, other than the leaving a legacy Facebook group and discord, which I don't know if it counts as social media, but uh Reddit's pretty much the only social media I use anymore. Yeah. It, it's like anything else. You have to like, it's like any other place where a lot of people meet up. You have to wade through the shit. Like, well, it's, it's all about your selection. If you yeah, choose totally. to hang out with a bunch of shitheads, you're going to have a shitty time. Like you can be <laughs> part of the free magic subreddit, you know, and, and, and see that, <laughs> which is, which is, is like, honestly, I only do it because. I just like to 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 look at the dumpster fire that it is because all, everyone on there is just like such a little whiny bitch. It's it's hilarious. Uh, or and, and I'm the or you'd be part of like the the main subreddit, the magic subreddit, which is not that great. The legacy one isn't too bad, but I don't read it very often. Or you'd be uh, like me and just subscribe to iBleach and just look at cute puppy videos. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I like like the interest like damn that's interesting is a good one. Anti work is fantastic. And yeah, uh, there's a few other good, good ones. Anti works really good. Yeah, I, I, I had a lot of good stuff from there. I'll have to check those out. I, I stopped like the magic subreddits just turned me off to Reddit they're, in general. I was like, I, I can't. Well, this is this is garbage. Like the the problem is is that like magic players in general are just kind of I shouldn't say in general, but like I feel like the most vocal ones can be pretty insufferable. I, you know I feel I mean? hobby like any hobby, like any hobbies hobby in magic. general. Like I'm yeah. I honestly think hobbies are are like bad for the human civilization at this point because anytime you get people who care about very little in their life but are very dedicated to their hobby that they participate in, you get some of the most vehement toxic <laughs> conversations ever produced by the human yeah. race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you like I said, you just have to wade through. You have to wade through the nonsense to get to the gold. But there's, there is gold to be mined. I think in most subreddits. So, I'll give it a shout. Okay. Don't waste too one. much time though. Don't, I don't want you to be like in there for hours. Be like you guys. Oh, I, hate I you so much. <laughs> I have self. I have self control. Like I could scroll the anti work, just getting like little dopamine boosts off of people yeah. telling their boss to fuck off. Yeah, like, I could scroll that subreddit for hours to the point where I've I like from Monday through Friday I delete Reddit off my phone. Because I, it's too much of a productivity sink. Yeah. 
There was actually a 60 minutes um, segment last night on essentially like the big, they call it the big quit, but it's really like the anti-work great resignation kind of uh, movement that's happening right now, which is pretty interesting. But of yep. course, 60 minutes went and talked to a bunch of employers and not actually a bunch of employees. So they, they kind of bought, bo- you know, boggled it, but whatever. Whatever. The future is now. The future is now. <laughs> you, if you work in a company, and the first thing they do when you're at being orient when you're in orientation is they tell you that you don't need a union. Guess what? You probably need a union. Best best advice I ever got is unions are a lot like condoms. <laughs> if someone tells you you don't need one, you definitely need you one. Definitely need one, maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> Double wrap your unions is what we're yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I'm part of a union and have been for a few years, and and have never been happier. Like by a long by a long long shot and i wish i could go back to some of the retail jobs i worked at when i was younger and start unionizing them because i would in the heartbeat but it just blows my mind all these people posting about hey my boss like stabbed me and then robbed my my wallet is this legal it's not not even that it's like um you know like timesheets that are incorrect or being forced to stay after your schedule, like being forced to stay after your schedule. Un- or, yeah. Staying like, after unpaid and on, yeah, p- being forced to work unpaid. That like drives me insane. Just absolute never mind, wage theft. Never mind. One of the things I see the most and where they're totally off the subject of legacy here, but one of the things I see most often is that, and I, I, I can attest to this in every place I've worked. Don't talk to your coworkers about what you get paid. That is literally just a tool for your employer to suppress wages. It is against is federally illegal to like yep. mandate that in your workplace. It's it's protected speech. But every employer I've ever worked at has been like, oh, it's you know, it's not uh it, or maybe we're maybe, a family. Maybe it's, not, maybe it's not federally, maybe it's not federal. It definitely no, it's is before, before yeah, before you get jumped on by any lawyer that's ever heard this cast, not protected speech. <laughs> First, first Amendment doesn't work that way. First Amendment no, no, protects not, I don't mean that the government protect- from suppressing your speech. I don't mean that it's protected speech. I mean that it's it's, it's illegal for them to, for your workplace to deny you the ability to discuss your wages with your coworkers. Maybe maybe protected speech is not the correct uh, umbrella to put that under. But I'm I, you know I'll actually look it up. Because I'm just I, saving I'm just saving you from the Twitter hate. Um, <laughs> that's, that's right if, i would only see it if i actually went on twitter which i don't <laughs> so it, it's it's federally illegal for an employer to to ban wage discussion in a workplace okay oh so it's under the NR, nlra act yes yes policies that specifically prohibit discussion of wages are unlawful anyway my point is is just that like an employer cannot ban you from discussing wages with your coworkers, right? Like that is that is just a way for people to suppress wages. Like yeah, because to they find out that to... to find out that Joe Schmo who just got hired and makes twelve, you know, a dollar more an hour than you, it should just be you going to your manager and be like, hey, we should be getting paid the same. <laughs> well, yeah, because the reason why is because of all the stories on anti work of people. It's like yeah, they they paired the new guy with the guy who's been working here for twenty five years and got turned down for a promotion. And the new guy mentioned that he was making $2 more an hour than the guy mm-hmm. who's been working there for 25 mm-hmm. years. Yep. The guy for 25 years quit on the spot. Right, right. <laughs> That's which why I'm just like, it, it's very, I had something like that yeah. happened to me. It was, yep. it was insane. Yeah. What, what's, what's your worst ever? Like, I wish I knew more about anti-work before this happened to me situation. Like what is your worst ever like work experience? So so background on me to, to kind of make this make sense. I'm an attorney and I think I was like a couple years out 
at this point. And half of my client, half of the work I build were, were my own clients, which like for a couple of years out is, is really kind of great. I mean, it's, mm. I don't think it's, it's very common. And this new guy started and he was talking about something and we started talking about the ungodly amount of student loans and he's like, oh, yeah, you know how it is, like your student loans are this, but on X amount of dollars a year, like whatever I get by. And he said that. And I realized he was getting paid more than me, had no experience, was just fresh out. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> like I've had it with these guys. <laughs> yeah. And after that, I just like I went, I went into one of the partner's offices and I said something. I was like, this is, this is unacceptable. And then they pretty much kind of had a meeting mm-hmm. and they ended up firing like one of the other associates. <laughs> and then I, it was really weird, kind of like unrelated, but then okay. came back to me and one other one, not the, not the new guy. And we're like, it was kind of like, we're trying to scare you straight, mm-hmm. but it had the complete opposite effect where we just yeah. became even more like, now we know you're fucking assholes. Yep. Fuck you. And you know, we, we left. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was I could I couldn't believe it. It was it was so insane. Uh to, like in a professional setting like that. I mean, you know, as an attorney who had been there and was my clients alone paid for me, and then everything afterwards is gravy because like most law firms, you know what you bill an hour mm-hmm. and you kind of, we could actually get into the system and see the financials. Cause we work for boomers who didn't yeah. <laughs> know who couldn't use Excel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we had like unfettered access to, to about anything in the billing system. Mm-hmm. And we could see that we were billing more than partners. And there was, there was one guy, shit you not every afternoon from one to three, he would sleep in his office. It's fucking chilled, taking it out on his couch, just sleeping. And you're like, how do you know that? He had a window next to his door that you could see it. And you just see him on his couch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you've, you've got me shitting me. And then. Was oh, he European? Cause is that no, like- no. You want, you want a good anti-work story real quick. I'll go on. I'll go on a tangent, about I almost got shot by some 83 year old lady at work. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we went so far off the rails on this podcast. Like, it's know, fine. It's, it's, it's fine. Time There's nothing the going on. There's nothing going on. Legacy. <laughs> it's still blue red dollar, guys. You guys know it's still blue red dollar. Yeah, it's, it's fine. The meta's not changing. I'll put out a tournament report. It's great. Come to my tournament, please. Buy spots. Uh, so the partner that sleeps walks into my office, and he's like this this bear guy. Played football at Notre Dame. And he kind of like walks hunched over. He's like, hey, pussy, I got something for you. You okay with guns? That's a toxic work environment. He literally referred to everyone as pussy. Male, female, young woman, old lady, anyone. Hey, pussy. So I'm like. Uh, he was just a big cat fan. Sure, he really like cats. Of, you know, names withheld the. It's for some modicum of of responsibility and professionalism, but I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with, with firearms. Why? What's up? He's like, 
I need you to go pick up this gun from this client. Okay. Are we disposing of it? (laughs) Yeah. So what, what he's like, he hands me this, this like old suitcase that you see from like literally the seventies, this leather shit suitcase. He's like, here, did he then ask you to do- drop it in the river? <laughs> yeah, go get, go get the gun. It looks like a movie prop that you would throw the bag. Like it was a bag. Why are there bricks in here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, uh, sure. Okay. So he gives me the address, and I go to this house, and I knock on the door. And this woman comes to the door. She's she's at least in her mid 80s. She might have been pushing 90. Very close. And she's like, Are you are you here to get the guns? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's like, Can you wait right here? Of, of course. Like I'm old lady, obviously doesn't know me, doesn't want me in her house. Very reasonable. <laughs> Goes and gets two what looked to me to be like two nine millimeter handguns mm-hmm. so i'm standing on the porch she opens this shit metal sheet door you know kind of like the the mesh screen and everything she's got these two guns opens the door towards me with the guns basically at at my midsection so like in my stomach also and passing just, two guns at once. And, mm, yeah, that's stacked on top of Wait, each like, other like, like a sandwich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Gun sandwich. Not cleared. Yeah. And I, I, I literally push the door back on this woman and push her back into the house. I'm like, ma'am. And she's like, oh, what's wrong? I'm scared. <laughs> Makes it even worse. So we've got this. Very nervous, shaky. Some old lady that doesn't know how to handle firearms, pushing them to me at my at my stomach. And I'm like, ma'am, I want to shut the door on you. I'm going to step back, open the door, put the firearms down on the porch, and then go back inside. I will pick them up. So she she complies. She does it. And I'm like, I know these motherfuckers. These these things are loaded. Yeah, 100. <laughs> percent So I, I go into the the lawn, clear the chamber. Yeah, live round. Sure oh, as hell. No. Release the magazine. Yep, full magazine. Both guns. Like, are you quoting me? So, oh my goodness. I in Ohio, you cannot transport loaded firearms in your car, and I assume that's the same in both states. So I have firearms in, in the bag and the gun, the ammo somewhere else. And I get back to the office. Partner comes in. Hey, pussy, how'd it go? <laughs> you always know, be filing workman's comp? Like, um, yeah. My wife's like, you know, if you'd have got shot, we'd have just paid off both of our student loans, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like, I'm the asshole for not getting shot. Oh man. So I'm like, no, it's okay. And he, he takes the guns he's like thanks. <laughs> it just walks. Yeah, off. no wonder, no wonder he wanted you picking him up. <laughs> right? Yeah, like I'm I'm the patsy, I'm the idiot. Was this like a woman who was like recently widowed and like has to like get rid of her husband's like firearms? No, there were, there was a family dispute and oh, okay. um you know without going too much into it, they were it kind of got bad. And at one point it made sense for 
them not to have firearms in the house. And they're like, gotcha. well, we have a safe in, in the basement of the firm. Like, yeah, we'll keep them. So gotcha. that's that's kind of uh what the what the purpose was. But I had to go yeah. get them. And another partner comes in, he's like, Man, they should not have sent you to do that. Are you okay? I'm like, look, it's handled firearms before. I know what to do. Right. Yeah. Like, I felt God. comfortable doing it. Thank God you but actually knew like universal gun safety rules because anyone <laughs> right. else who did it would just like, oh, yeah, I'll take this and shoot themselves. In the yeah, seat. I got grabbed like this. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, the, the reasonable partner that came in after that is I can't believe, you know, what's his face sent you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, and he called me a pussy too. <laughs> Crazy. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that's my anti work story. I love excellent. it. Excellent. Excellent. We should we should just have a segment of every episode, Pat, where we just read an anti-work uh comment thread. <laughs> Honestly, like they're, they're it makes you very happy because I feel like when you look at like the the wage stagnation of the last 30 years, 40 years, uh versus inflation, and you know, you want to talk about like why like the middle class has basically been choked out of existence in America. Um seeing workers and seeing workers take more um power in their workplace makes me very happy but also like seeing that a lot of jobs are having difficulty staffing positions that are incredibly difficult because they pay them such low wages like for instance like restaurants all over the place are having difficulty staffing um because it's hard work man like i've worked in a dish pit before it is awful i did it one time i was helping fill in and it was horrible working in a yep. dish pit it's mindless labor but it is very difficult work. The pace is high. The environment is not comfortable at all. And it's, it's hard. It's hard work. And like these guys get paid in a restaurant, like minimum wage. You know what I mean? So there's a reason why usually only people who don't have any other choice will work it. <laughs> exactly. And so one of the cool things about, I think the pandemic was people got a chance to step away from their jobs and reevaluate or evaluate for, for once what they wanted to do. They weren't desperate for money to take and they had to take the first thing that came to them and they were able to find other avenues of work. Yeah. People just stopped taking the shit that was yeah. been shoveled at them. Yeah. And, and looking back now, I realize it's just been ingrained to us since we're children, like, like school, school is 100% designed to just grind you into the dirt and just accept your boss, just treating you like shit, like homework. And I, I was just reading something about homework today. So, all right, two things. I, and I can't say this with any validity, so take this with a grain of salt. But I've read from teacher friends of mine that they've that they've seen studies that like in high school and, and el- like my elementary school kids, I have a kid who's in first grade and a kid who's in fourth. They have homework every night, every night. It's not a ton, but every night they come home, they have homework to do, which honestly, I'm I'm kind of like if there's a night where we're busy, I'm like, don't even worry about the homework. They get yeah. stressed about it. It's I'm like, don't worry about it. But they get sent home with homework every night. Uh, my, my teacher friends have said that they that they've seen studies where there's no correlation between kids doing homework and being better prepared for school the next day or having any effect at helping them learn the subjects or anything like that. So that's that's one thing. And then the other thing that I saw today was like 
dude, sending kids home with homework is just conditioning them to like do unpaid work when they're adults. Yeah, like, un- unpaid okay overtime. With going home and doing home- work. Off homework is unpaid <laughs> overtime. Homework is wage theft. So Tell like, your kids not to do it. <laughs> so so it just when I I just kind of connected those two things in my head today, and I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of funny. Um, in a it's, horrifying. It's true way, though. But. Like in a condition, and especially now being a teacher myself. Like I remember being a kid and like getting sent to the principal's office was like the biggest deal in the world. Or like mm-hmm. the teacher getting mad at you was like the biggest deal in the world, getting sent out on the hallway. And now being a teacher and thinking back, I'm like, I am a very, very thin line away from total anarchy where these kids <laughs> can see through my bullshit for even a second. I will lose them and never get them back. <laughs> like and and it's it's true in your everyday life i guarantee you your boss feels the same way about his workers because that's why they want people back in the office they want to keep you under your thumb they want to you know feel feel powerful because they know that it's just a thin illusion that they have actually keeping people in line and well not even that but they actually that they actually provide value right you know what I mean? Like a lot of that, a lot of like what a manager does is is not actually that valuable, but they are a, you know, they are part of an organization that they certainly don't want to see diminished. Right. But like they really, what does a manager do? Like, I mean, that, that a worker can't do not much, right? Well, a, like, good, a good manager will organize and schedule and plan. But the thing is most, most managers don't do that. Most right. managers are not good. Well, and, and a lot of that stuff is automated, Jerry. Like, I, like, for instance, I worked in Whole Foods for six years and a lot of those things now are done for them, like ordering, like most ordering now is auto ordering. Most scheduling is done. Most scheduling is done by an AI, well, not an AI, but like a computer program that basically predicts, you know, swings in business when you're busiest, when you're not busiest, when you're not so busy. And it, it, it knows what people put in for their availability, yada, yada, prints out a schedule every week for the managers to, to, to basically give to their employees. So like, I feel like a lot of that stuff is being, is being, uh, taken away from them yeah. i don't know man like and now uh, they're realizing that they they don't actually serve a purpose anymore <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly so um yeah and then and, then, and so they're, they're basically what they're doing is is hiring and firing managed personnel and we all know how like how horrible hr is for like any company like that makes you if you've ever applied to any company <laughs> they're like oh submit submit us a cv and then a resume and then also fill out this online application where you resubmit all the things that are on those two that are on your resume like you have to fill it all out like it's just it's a horribly inefficient system and then you have this entire hr industry that is that is their job is to you know is to screen applicants and it's they're horribly inefficient i sent you that i sent you that comic it's like it's like boss employee it's like here this is hr it's here to help you if you ever uh have questions about your employment rights right right. it's like this is a rat and it's like yes (laughs) 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 i mean yeah yeah hr hr well i again you know robert being uh being you know understanding the law much better than i ever will like I, in my opinion, HR is for the protection of the company. It has nothing. Oh, it's not for the protection of the worker. Yeah, HR is not your friend. Anyone who 100%. tells you HR is your friend doesn't—that's why you need a union because the union is your friend. You know, I—I I, I actually was—I had this discussion with my wife a few months ago because she was getting super stressed out at work. She works in an unused, ununionized workplace. She has, she's been there for like ten years. She's like, um, she works in the lab there as a lab tech, and. You know, she's been there for a long time. She's seen a lot of people come and go. She's got seniority on basically everyone in the lab. She does a lot of the work that people can't do. 
And she found that people were coming in, were making more than her. And I was like, you need to like, I was like, you, you have to understand that like no one in your workplace, including the people above you, care about you more than you. No one will advocate for you. No one will more than you at all. If you're lucky if they do it at all, like no, and no one, you know, no one's going to do it on their own. So anyway, I finally convinced her like to go to her manager and basically leverage me and like, listen, like either give me a raise or I'm going to, I have another offer. I sold her just make up an offer. But, like I have an offer from another company for, for more money. So if you want to match it, you can, if not I'm leave. And she got like a, a big raise and they made like a new position for her or whatever, just to appease her. But that's what you need to do, man. Like if, if, if you're, if you're being underpaid, you feel undervalued, like fucking look out there, like, or make up an offer. Like you have the leverage on your employer. Like that's what the data shows too, is that like people, who uh, change jobs, their average tenure at a job is two years, Mm -hmm. make three times as much as uh, their peers who have stayed with the same job for 10 years or more. Yeah, it makes sense. Like the only way to get a raise in in this world is is to switch jobs or to do what your wife said, did and basically say, hey, I'm going to switch jobs unless you match it. Yeah, I I did that before when I was right when I got out of college. I was 22 years old or 23 years old. and I was working at a retailer. And I told, I had applied for a position, got turned down and I said, all right, well, you can either pay me this amount or I'm leaving because you know, I'm not making enough money. And, and I knew, I knew I had them in a hard place because I was in a position where they didn't have anyone to fill it. So they gave me what I asked for, you know what I mean? But people just don't advocate for themselves enough. Well, you know, that's the problem is like, is it stacked against people these times? Cause it is exactly like you said, where it's, if you don't advocate for yourself, you don't get shit. 100%. And right now our culture is designed to drive people down and not advocate for themselves. And it's, I'm going to tell you, it's only going to get worse in the future as we condition our kids not to have real social interactions. <laughs> you know, mm. everyone's mm. spending all their time on TikTok and social media and like kids, like I see it in my nieces and I'm sure you see it in your kids. Like they just don't have the same, you know, social, social interaction skills uh, that we did. And I guarantee you, it's going to make people shyer and less apt to, you know, stand up for themselves because people just really fear conflict at, at, at this point. Like they just, so, they, they don't want it. <laughs> yeah. So what, what I mean, personally, like, I, and, and everyone has their own method of parenting and Robert, I'm sure you have your own way of, you have a, a young child and I've kept my kids away from like, they don't do any YouTube stuff. Actually, my, I just let my oldest son start watching Minecraft videos on YouTube, but he doesn't like watch any like social media stuff or any like bloggers or anything like that shit. He doesn't go on. He doesn't even have a Facebook, doesn't go on it. TikTok, Instagram, like I would never let him touch any of that stuff because I agree with you, Jerry. Like, I think if they get too far down the rabbit hole, it starts to war. Like I see young kids like um, what's the best way to put this who are like familiar with like like um popular like memes that are on like tiktok or or reels on instagram or whatever you want to call it like uh not even memes but like i don't know how to describe it but like can like recite like word for word like funny things trending videos yeah i guess i guess it's a good way of putting it right like whatever it is like you know you know you know how that stuff is is like there's like a funny phrase or whatever and like kids who are like three years old know it and i'm like uh, that's I don't think that's good for them. You know what I mean? Like I don't think it's good. Like I get like an adult like wasting time like scrolling through Instagram reels or Facebook reels or looking through TikTok videos and like be like, oh, huh, no, I don't funny. even think it's good for adults. Like I I actually have a problem. I, I, like, I don't I I need to delete good. apps. I it's good. I didn't say it's good, but I think I'm like whatever. It's like it's like a it's like an adult looking at a comic strip. In my opinion, like it has the same amount of value. In my opinion, uh, actually it might actually have negative value. I mean, whatever it it, it, it regardless. 
Pat, I don't want have, my kids. Have you ever had both your legs fall asleep because you were pooping so long because you were scrolling on Reddit? Not fall asleep, but I've definitely gotten <laughs> up and had like two like from my elbows imprinted on my thighs, like <laughs> two like indents. I'm like, oh, that was probably too long. <laughs> so I should get back to work. <laughs> I just spent two and a half hours in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I think I made more money in the toilet today than I have actually working. So, <laughs> but no, but uh, hey. Boss makes a dollar and I make a dime. That's why I shit on company time. Listen, you know what the issue is, Jerry, is that that's not even factual anymore. It's like like it's exponentially not like less in your favor now as a worker versus a boss. But the boss actually works as much uh, as my poop weighs in gold bullion. That's how well, much I they think, make in the time it takes. I, I, I want to say the average CEO makes. I, I just saw something about it today. Makes like 350x what the average worker makes at the same company. Sounds about right. That's a wild thing. It's a wild thing. So um, what you're saying is you need to move up the ladder and squash everyone beneath you. <laughs> no, what you need to do is you need to turn that ladder sideways, right? And get all your workers together. And then you need to smash your, your CEO with the ladder. Crush them. Oh, what we need to do is we need to turn this nice ladder into and a you need to house. seize the means of production. <laughs> and then you own the company outright as workers. That's what you really want. <clears throat> we need to turn the company in the country to a bunch of co-ops. That's what we need. <laughs> and unionize. Sign those cards. Bring it into your workplace. It's good for you. I like that all these like Starbucks are starting to unionize now. I think that's really, really great. Um, we, so I we, really, I really want to see some of these Amazons finally break through and unionize. Like it, it's, it's wild to me the amount of money that you, that Amazon, well, it's not surprising, but they are spending a ton of money resources stomping down these unionization efforts. And I can't, one of them is going to break through eventually. All the no shows do like I, uh, I went to Taco Bell the other day and I go through the drive through and I go like the guy comes on and I go to place my order and he goes, no one else showed up today. I'm here by myself. I'm not working like this. Click. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? All the power to you, man. And I, dude, I would have driven up to the window and been like, <laughs> knock, knock, knock. High five, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So I was That's like, awesome. I respect that. I respect that. You know, what, you know what I did? I went, I went home and I made a sandwich. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Your butthole like, thanks you, Jerry. I, I, no, I respect that. I 100% of respect course. that. If, if you have a shitty working condition like that and you're getting paid peanuts, then no. That's why I hate people who like give retail workers or give service industry people a hard time. Like mm-hmm. I, I despise the parent Karen in public. Who, I, like, I also think that's part of like stomping on people below you because it's such a rough, like it's such a rough environment for the average American. Like you want to feel superior to someone else. So you're going to stomp on the next, the person next to you. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's this weird psychological thing that some people, some people do honestly, like, well, no, 100%. It, and that's why you see all those like inspirational poster things where just like my boss was mean. It uh, was mad. He yelled at me. I feel depressed. And then it's like, try thinking about it this way. My boss was mad at me. He probably has a lot of stress going on. I shouldn't internalize it. And then it's just like, fuck that. My boss yelled at me. That doesn't give him an excuse. Unionize. <laughs> <Get Yeah. him. laughs> yep. Yep. Like, yeah, just because you're having a shitty day doesn't mean you get to go make someone else's day shitty. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Also, like, and I can also like, you know, there is a leadership leadership qualities are extremely undervalued i think i think a lot of people are in positions of leadership in companies that are actually aren't aren't actual leaders um oh just nepotism and people yeah failing, that, failing uh, upwards was it, was it 
I can't remember. I was reading an article. This is a couple of years ago about it's actually the people who are more mediocre that are the ones who rise faster than the people yeah, who it's, are actually it's, good at their job. It's failing upwards. I learned this yeah. when I worked at Target. So when I was like a freshman in college, mm-hmm. I got a job at Target stocking shelves. And I did an amazing job stocking the shelves, got through things like finished, everything. Yeah, things aligned, finished everything. <laughs> My manager saw that and goes, oh, this guy's really competent. We're going to go have him stock toys, which is mm-hmm. the most like hellscape area. Oh to stock. Like, like kids are just grabbing things and throwing them around and like nothing's kids in and some like unfortunate adults like yeah and, yeah people like, who, oh, have, who can't control their inner child oh this guy's competent as job i'm going to give him more difficult work to do yeah. for the same wage and meanwhile my coworker, who literally w- would pull uh items forward crawl in be- behind them on the shelves <laughs> and then nap on the shelves where he couldn't be found that's, he got he got made manager he got made manager because Jerry, they, that's they the couldn't that is the can we just say there's a corollary to Robert's story earlier of the guy who would sleep in his office? That yeah. is a that is a blue collar corollary. Of that. Yeah. He, he got promoted to manager. I, my reward for actually doing a good job was I got harder work for the same pay. Right. Whereas my colleague who did jack all got promoted yeah. because they couldn't have him stocking shelves because it took him too long because yeah. nothing ever got done. <laughs> so they moved him over to have leadership position. qualities. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I, there was also I, I don't want to keep Robert, Robert. Do you have like to take? I mean, I don't I don't want to keep you up too late. We are going on and on and we're not talking about Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy at all right now. I feel really guilty <laughs> about that. But. Yeah, uh, if you want to hear more about Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy, you can you can apparently go back to whatever podcast I was on previously. If <laughs> it's all the same info. The only difference hear, is the date. The feel. <laughs> yeah, we, we've just gotten bigger and better. Uh, you know, we're streaming now. We've got some things in the works. We're partnering with Titan Games. Um, I'm going to try and run a proxy open. Um, take that, Watsy. Would that so, be also in Ohio, you think? Or would you keep? Yeah, I, I'm going uh, mean, to. You don't have any interest in of like coming. You don't have any interest in coming to civilization or anything like that? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, Columbus is civilization. I'm just kidding, Ohio just, people. You know, like I'm just Ohio. kidding. As far as Columbus, Ohio Columbus is wonderful. Columbus is a is a perfectly adequate city. <laughs> We've we got North Columbus not that long ago. It was nice. Yeah, yeah it was. It was fine. It was good. It was fine. I, I had a good time in Columbus, honestly. And when I went to when I went to Cleveland, 2011 or 20, 2011. We had a, I had a blast in Cleveland. Cleveland was a fun city. Yeah, I mean, as long as you stay in the three C's, you're good. If you're going to places like Dayton or like Lawrence and Joe Dyer are, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my god, it's like you hear Lawrence stories about you know just clan rallies, you know, ten minutes down the road from him in Dayton. That shit is legit. I lived. I did my first year of law school in Dayton. Mm-hmm. I lived there nine months and I left my wife to, to go back to Columbus. Like she stayed for another Jeez. three months. Was she your wife and at I'm the time? Like, I'm out. No, no. We oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm out. You could you could come if you want, or you can stay here. But I'm out. Yeah, I mean yeah, nowhere is perfect, you know. <laughs> a lot of, you know, lot I, of I, I, I can't stand a place like Dayton. I got I got slanty eyes, like <laughs> if shit goes down, no, they're coming That's for me, girl. They... That's Jesus. wild. <laughs> All right, we're staying away from Dayton. Yep. <laughs> you, get, right. you two are fine. 
Yeah. <laughs> White bearded guys, you'll you'll fit in very well. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be like, "Hey, here's your robe. Here's your robe. Here's your hood." Like, I don't want that, dude. Want that. Not me. <laughs> yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah, you go to uh, different dry cleaners. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. All right, well, let's wrap this up, Jerry, because we've been doing this for a minute now, uh, and 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 uh, I gotta go make some buffalo chicken dip because I'm I'm hungry. Yeah, Guy Fieri has been waiting patiently in my kitchen. He's he's waiting for me to start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying him fifteen hundred dollars an hour. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jerry, who are you scooping in top eight this week? Uh, I am scooping in. I got nothing. I've actually been quarantined for the entire week. I I skipped my birthday. Didn't get a birthday party, so I got no scoops this week. Oh, really? Actually, you know what? I'm gonna scoop my girlfriend in because she she made me a nice a nice steak dinner for my birthday. So that was oh nice. nice. Yeah, Aww. so I'll scoop her in. I'll scoop her in. Nice. How about how about you, Robert? You want to scoop in the top eight this week? Yeah, I'll, I'll scoop in uh, everyone that's kind of helped me lately get these these Buffalo Chicken Legacy events kind of off the ground. You know, first uh, our sponsors, Comic Town and, and Titan Games for for their help uh men and nate snyder for for commentating these these streams um you know zach helping me with t-shirts and uh you know david lance and a couple other people just reaching out and kind of getting our name out there and then uh i'll, I'll shout out roger sykes and our boy steve sizemore they dropped from our last event and let me keep their money oh, so nice yeah yeah happy, which you know in turn went to, to buy streaming gear. So uh, definitely appreciate that generous donation from, from those gentlemen. And just thanks to everyone that lets me come and shill in their, their articles or podcasts, whether it's, you know, Joe Dyer shouting us out or let me contribute to the round tables and uh, you know, Brian Cook and Brian Koval and, and those guys over over there just for for always shouting us out and you know you guys for letting me come on you know yeah, um, man kind of get our name out there has, has really helped us and you know we, we've had great success and you know I, I really attribute attribute that to the the great community that's kind of lifted us up and you know when i when i say like it's a it's a great event to come to it what i think what makes it so great is like pat said you're playing legacy with people you like people, you know, everyone's happy to be there. It's just such a great vibe. Mm -hmm. And even the people that, you know, a lot of people will stick it out, even if they're like one and five, because they're just having a great time and everyone's so chill. And that's, you know, I, I hope we never lose that. And, uh, you know, thanks to everyone who, who comes to these events and, and makes it happen because uh, we couldn't do it without you. Uh, people, people ask all the time, like, Rob, I love what you're doing, blah, blah. How can I help? The answer is always the same. Show up. Show up and yeah. show up often. You know, yep. Come to the events. Because if, if people aren't coming to the events, then they're just going to die out. And, you know, we've kind of seen that with Paper Magic. I mean, uh, Limited barely exists. Standard is done. So, you know, Paper Magic, competitively, you've got Modern, You've got some legacy, but that's that's really it. I mean, there just isn't a lot of it. So, uh, going out to as many events as you can is really important and helps you know people like me. Like, no one's making money off of these events. I'll I'll 
guarantee you that right now. Uh, yep. They're just trying to get you in the door so they can maybe sell you something. And I'm not selling a damn thing. So, uh, you know, we appreciate that. And, you know, be nice to people. Just be nice to people, man. We, uh, we get a lot of shit delivered to my house. So I put a, a box out for the package delivery people, the snacks and water. Mm-hmm. Just fucking be kind to people. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of your your Taco Bell workers. Support them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tip tip your your hospitality people. Yep. Yeah, that's another yes. thing. Just because the, just because the tipping industry is bullshit does not mean you should not still tip your t- your waiters and waitresses. Yeah. You should yeah, demand you should you should demand that they do away with tipping the tipping like uh like model altogether and that they pay their workers a, a living wage. Although some restaurants some restaurants are actually going to that model. So when I when I went to Barcelona, that's how it is over there. Mm-hmm. And it was nice. Like, yes, what was service was was slower because people aren't like bussing tables. But then at the same time, it's like but that's also like, isn't that also like part of isn't that part of part of also being like in Spain is like, yeah, their culture is everything yeah, slow like, and relaxed. Like, don't they eat dinner like nine o'clock at night? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we did, we got a quick bite and it took like an hour and a half because it was yeah. just like, <laughs> but I mean, that's just the, the culture of it. And, yeah. and it was honestly nicer and people were just happier. You didn't have yeah. like. You didn't have haggle, haggard waitresses spitting in your food because you sent a, a steak right. back or something. Right. Awesome. All right. Well, Robert, thanks for coming on this week, man. It was great to talk to you. I I, I, I definitely won't be able to do the the event because I will be in Florida uh, going taking my kids to Disney um, when you when you're having your event. So, but I will try to catch the stream on uh, video on demand if it's still on Twitch. Uh, hopefully those those get saved. I'll be able to check that out afterward. Maybe I'll, maybe on the flight home I'll get to watch the event. It'll be pretty sweet. Yeah, this time we're going to actually remember to click the video on demand. Box. Hey, yo, we so, had that too. Dude, we had that problem. Yeah, I think, first leaving Legacy open got lost yep, that way. <laughs> yep, yep. Total bummer. Total yep. bummer. So uh, if we don't, you can blame Min at Minifer <laughs> or Minifer MTG on Twitter. So nice. And I'm yeah, sure uh, post the stream up in the Facebook group when uh, when it goes live, people can tune in. Yeah, yeah please. Yeah, I'm please. definitely going to spam the crap out of you guys. So, yeah, excellent. 100%. Thanks in advance. Do not hesitate. Do not hesitate. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, uh, go go play proxy events, normalize proxies. Love it. Reserve list of shit. Awesome. So, for anyone wanting to play January 29th in yep. Columbus, is it Columbus? It. Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> not Dayton. Really, I was going to let you not, dangle there. You not Dayton. <laughs> well, we said more Ohio cities today than I knew existed, so I wasn't wasn't sure. <laughs> so, what are the three C's? Columbus, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay. Oh, see, yes, that I didn't even think about Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland. Listen, Cleveland was a good time. I got to a little Browns game. I watched Peyton Hillis destroy the destroy the Patriots. Um, but like the game, the game was so we had like good seats, and my friends who had invited us would not let us pay for our tickets because they were so inexpensive. And like you, you cannot you cannot get <laughs> tickets to a Patriots game for under one hundred and seventy dollars for that. That's for the third tier, basically in the clouds, like at least one hundred seventy bucks a piece. Uh, these tickets were a fraction of that. So if you're if and also I will say as a big fan of music. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like it might be like a little tourist to like touristy spot. It was friggin' awesome. Highly recommend if you're in Cleveland to go to the Hall of Fame. It was it was very, very cool. I saw a lot of stuff that was that was very moving for me as a big fan of music. So 
All right, maybe I have to go to the Buffalo Chicken Dip Tournament to reawaken Cleveland's Cleveland coming or Columbus Dude, I'm coming. Te- I'm telling you, I was not sold on Cleveland. We went there. I'm like, this place is pretty. Well, we also had people who were like from like they were they lived in Parma. It's like right outside of Cleveland, but they were they knew they knew a bunch of cool spots to take us, and we, we had a good time, man. It was fun. Yeah, it's a good place. Come on down, and uh, hopefully, I'll get to Boston soon for yeah. uh, for an LA All Open. That'd be awesome. Hell that yeah. would be sweet. Yeah, one that Jerry and I we're not streaming. We're just playing in the next one. We're playing, or we're gonna stream us going to the deli making sandwiches. <laughs> we could get like a setup and get like the first person like uh, like GoPros. Experience. Yeah, I yeah, like that. yeah. We do GoPros or like yeah, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> that everyone can awesome. see just how bad we make plays during all of our matches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> see, maybe you run into so some people are like, oh man, Rob's playing. This shit must be rigged. Blah blah blah. I'm like, look, man. It takes forever to get these events ready. And I've registered Stoneforge, Stoneforge Mystic and too many of these to like getting some advantage. Like, <laughs> look at the garbage I've played. Like, <laughs> I'm only hurting myself playing these. <laughs> Listen, it's not, it's not about being the best anymore. It's just about actually getting to play the GD game at this point. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. It's about the community, guys. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for hanging out this week, Robert, and uh, railing against the system with us and talking about how to keep firearms safe and away from uh, oxygenarians. <laughs> oxygenarians? I've never heard that term before. You never heard of oxygenarians? No. Yeah. Uh, you can look it up. You can Google it. I'm pretty sure I'm using the word correctly. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I know what, I, what, I, what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, well, thanks everyone for hanging out this week. Uh, please check out the stream. Uh, what's what's the Twitch address again? Twitch.tv uh, slash Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy. Easy to remember. And you can find it on Twitter at BCD Legacy. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy. And you can find me personally at Robert underscore H underscore Wilson. Awesome. Thanks awesome. again for coming on this week. Uh, check out the stream and we'll catch you all next week. Bye. Take care, guys.